This episode is brought to you by the Roster Up Media Network, home to tangible insights for the NFL and fantasy sports. Check us out at rosterupmedia.com. Hey, what's up, Ravens flock? Welcome to another episode of the Raven Up podcast. This is episode number four, and in this week's episode, we recap the Ravens' preseason win over the Panthers from this past Saturday night. Uh, Another preseason game, another preseason win. Shocker, 19 straight preseason wins. That's what the Ravens do. So we get into who performed well and who stood out Saturday night. Uh, In our next segment, we look at the Ravens' preseason finale versus the Washington football team. Uh, I'm getting a little bit more used to saying that, but it still sounds a little bit strange. But we look at some key guys to keep an eye on as they make their push uh, for the roster spot this season. And in our last segment, I take a look at the Ravens 2021 schedule and offer my win-loss predictions for the season. So you're going to have to stay tuned, listen to the full episode to hear about what I think the Ravens will do this season uh, if you're not already be sure to follow us at raven up pod on twitter let me know what's going on over there interact let me know what you want to hear about send me your questions and i'll get into them but if you're not already be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode let's get right into it to start things off how about your preseason baltimore ravens 19 straight wins after our win Saturday night versus the Panthers, and wow, shocker, the Ravens win another preseason game. But now, all jokes aside, I think someone said it in their press conference today, uh, if there's a scoreboard, the Ravens are looking to win. And uh, again, I talked about it last week, uh, just the Ravens winning culture um, wins again and shows up again. Not a surprise, but nice to see the streak going, and hopefully we can wrap up 20 straight preseason wins this Saturday night versus the football team. A uh, couple of things I want to get into, just storylines general from the game, and then uh, some specific player notes I'll get into. But I talked about last week about the wide receivers having an opportunity to step up. James Prochet, Devin Duvernay, Tylen Wallace were the biggest names I was keeping my eyes on. And really, it was a quiet night for all three of them. James Prochet has been standing out each and every practice, but hasn't been able to translate that to games yet. He had a pretty quiet night. Devin Duvernay as well, uh, hoping to have uh, a breakout season from him, potentially in the slot. And then Tylen Wallace, um, he flashed a bit, had a couple grabs, nice catches, um, but I uh, was really hoping those three guys, maybe had one of them, could have uh, have a big game, step up, make the most of their opportunity. But it was a pretty quiet night uh, from the wide receivers. And then the Ravens' defense. Um, just have to give a shout-out to the entire defense, uh, led by Wink Martindale. They gave up three points. Anytime you give up three points in a football game, preseason or not, that is impressive. They actually didn't give up a first down in the second half either. So that was just, uh, that just stood out to me when I read that after the game. I didn't even realize that. But to not give up a first down the entire second half of a ball game and to only give up three points for an entire game, that's hard to do, again, even if it's only preseason. So props to the Ravens defense. Uh, I think those guys are ready to get out there come regular season. But to move into some specific player notes here, I wanted to start with Tyler Huntley, who is no longer in a competition for the backup quarterback spot. He is the backup quarterback. 
Got off to a bit of a rough start. Uh, started 0-4 and had negative two rushing yards uh, the first few plays, first few series. Uh, but then he went 24 for his next 30 for 170 or 187 yards. So looked a little uncomfortable and just out of sync to start the game. But then it did get into a bit of a rhythm, especially once the Panthers' backups came in. Um, but it'd be interesting to see uh, his reaction. It was interesting Saturday night, and then we'll see what. Uh, happens in our third preseason game, but just as he is now, again, the backup quarterback, no longer in a competition really with Trace, who is injured. Want to see, we don't expect him to light the world on fire, but just want to have a little bit of confidence if Lamar were to go down. Um, But next, Josh Oliver, who was, again, someone who was was in a battle, and I would say he's still in a battle for a roster spot, but it's trending in the right direction. Uh, he had seven catches for 50 yards, so was targeted early and often uh, Saturday night. And we know one thing about Greg Roman. He he loves his tight ends. He loves to throw the ball to the tight end. So we know Mark Andrews will get his. Uh, Nick Boyle, when healthy, will be more of that uh, blocking tight end, but did uh, show a bit in the receiving game last year as well. But the Ravens really missed Hayden Hurst uh, from two years ago. They missed that third tight end who could do a little bit of both. He could, you know, flash in the passing game, but then also hold his own as a blocker. And to me, it looks like Josh Oliver is going to be that guy for the Ravens this season. Um, so it was encouraging to me to see him pull in seven catches, 50 yards, nothing crazy, but did have some nice uh, juice after the catch. Uh, looked pretty strong and uh, having a couple guys having to take him down in the open field. So. Um, excited about Josh Oliver. Josh Oliver again. He's someone who was on the roster bubble, was fighting for that third tight end spot, and to me now he's almost a lock to to make the team. Um, another guy who was on the bubble and is probably still on the bubble, but Tyson Williams is making it really hard for the Ravens to cut him. Uh, is he the Ravens' number three running back? It it, it could be. Um, he's looked really good. He had a great uh, 20-yard touchdown run where he carried a couple guys into the end zone. And with Justice Hill currently hurt and missing time, um, the longer that Justice Hill stays out, the more and more it's looking like Tyson Williams might be the Ravens' number three running back. Um, so it'll be interesting to see those guys, if they both play, in Saturday night's preseason game to see what that says about the number three spot. And um, thankfully, Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins have, they were at least last year, you know, were very consistent. Uh, the running back, is, it's a deep position. You want to have depth there, but your number three back is not a huge, obviously going to get tons of carries uh, if those two guys are healthy. But just nice to see some depth from the Ravens with Tyson Williams um, if any injuries were to uh, occur in the regular season. And then just on the defensive side of the things, Deshaun Elliott was someone who really stood out to me. He had a sack early on and then made a great play on fourth down and goal, um, fought off a blocker, someone who's much bigger than him, either the tight end or the fullback, forget who, um, but shed the block and made a great uh, shoestring tackle on the Panthers running back on the play. Um, So he looked really good, and he's someone who we've talked about uh, on the podcast who had a solid year last year but is really looking to take the next step forward this year, maybe make a few more splash plays. So it was nice to see Deshaun um, make a couple plays early and often in the game. And then last but not least, uh, Jake Verity, the Ravens, uh, I guess you could say backup or second string kicker. Obviously we're not going to carry two kickers uh, into the regular season, but the Ravens are known for developing kickers. Their special teams have always been top notch and, 
he made another field goal. Uh, it was like a 44-yard field goal Saturday night, and a lot of people are talking, will he uh, potentially get traded? Can the Ravens get a late-round draft pick? And with so many teams needing kickers on their teams, uh, I can see it happening. Justin Tucker came out this week and said um, he thinks the Ravens can get a pick for him, and he thinks that Jake will be on a roster, uh, not the Ravens, on another team's roster to start the season. So that was kind of like a weird, like, <laughs> Justin Tucker's predicting he'll get traded. Like, okay, I'm the starter here. We all know that. But um, just giving him some confidence and letting other teams know, uh, hey, if the best kicker in the game, Justin Tucker, is saying this guy deserves a spot, he probably deserves a spot. So you might want to listen. So um, it'll be interesting to see over the next week or so uh, if anybody does come calling and the Ravens would gladly take that late round pick. So those were a couple of things that stood out. But now let's take a look at what to look for in our preseason finale this Saturday night versus the Washington football team. 20 straight wins. That's what's up for grabs Saturday night as the Ravens play the Washington football team. They'll be going for 20 straight, and I fully believe they can do it. I'm I'm foreseeing a win uh, 20. You know, it's a nice even number. And to round out the preseason this year, I think they get number 20. Um, but a couple of things I'll be looking for. Um, does Lamar Jackson play a few snaps? Does he get a couple series in at the start of the game? Um, all signs are pointing that, yes, Lamar will probably get a couple uh, series, maybe one, two series to to make his preseason debut. Uh, the Ravens, they did uh, release Kenji Bahar, who was one of their quarterbacks who was in camp. But with him being waived now, um, all signs are pointing to Lamar uh, making his debut. And uh, I'm good with that. I want to see, you know, Lamar shake off the rust. Uh, it's not something that I think is necessary, but I'm totally fine with Lamar uh, getting a series or two just to, again, shake off the rust, get him out there in a game situation. Uh, obviously, I need to keep him healthy, but uh, I'm totally fine with him getting a couple series in. Something else I'll be looking for, the offensive line. I've been tweeting out this week uh, how excited I was to uh, see Ronnie Stanley having a full participation in practice. Ben Cleveland came back from his concussion. Kevin Zeitler has been practicing. Bozeman's out there. Really, Nueva's out there. So that means the entire offensive line, at least projected starters, are out there. I'm calling Ben Cleveland a projected starter, but I don't think that's uh, permanent. But it's good to get Ben uh, out there. And then also uh, Tyree Phillips came back. He uh, got banged up in the Ravens and Panthers joint practices. He didn't play Saturday night's game, and uh, he's back at practice. So we're seeing for the first time all training camp that the Ravens have their uh, starters or their top players on the offensive line all healthy at the same time. So it's been great this week to get those guys some reps. Uh, the Ravens, again, do need to figure out the left guard spot, but everyone else is pretty set with uh, Ronnie Stanley at left tackle. Again, left guards up in the air. But then you have Bradley Bozeman at center, Kevin Zeitler at right guard, and Alejandro Willanueva at right tackle. So uh, great to get these guys healthy. Uh, probably not going to play a ton because it is the Ravens preseason finale and you don't want to risk injury. But if those guys can get a couple series in, again, just like Lamar, you know, you just want those guys to get a little bit of a game rep. You know, they've been practicing. Yes, practice is great, but game reps are just different. So hopefully we can see most of the offensive line out there. Um, Ronnie Stanley has been brought along very slowly coming back from his season ending ankle injury last season. So uh, it's not a guarantee that Ronnie will play uh, Saturday night, but uh, here's hoping that those guys can just get some action in together and uh, build on some positive momentum we've had this week uh, in practice. 
Something else I'll be keeping my eyes on, um, what rookies are looking to earn some snaps? Who is performing in this last game and who's saying, hey, uh, I want some snaps come regular season time. So we know uh, Odafe Owe will likely be getting serious snaps regardless of how he plays uh, Saturday night, but he can really cement himself and say, hey, uh, I'm here to play, I'm ready to go, and I'm ready for a role. Um, Brandon Stevens, third round draft pick, uh, the the safety slash defensive back. Um, the Ravens kind of view him as a hybrid role. Um, probably not a huge role uh, come regular season right away from him. But if there are some injuries, he's someone obviously to keep an eye on as he's someone who is a pretty top, you know, high round draft pick and the Ravens have high hopes for. So I would like to see him uh, flying around the ball again and making an impact and uh, would really just give some Ravens some added confidence. Uh, Dalen Hayes on the defensive end, outside linebacker. Would, ni- would be nice to see him uh, be active in the backfield uh, against the run, against the pass. Someone who, with another good game, could, again, um, not be in a position right away to earn tons of regular season snaps. But if he is continuing to excel like he's been doing in preseason and training camp, practices, games, uh, would be deserving of some more snaps come regular season time to keep the defensive line fresh. And then Ben Cleveland uh, talked about him just briefly a minute ago. Um, he hasn't been out there a ton this preseason and this training camp. So for him to be healthy, is an, it's important for him to get some time in. And it's an audition for a starting spot. I'm not sure at this point uh, where things are going to go, if he will be the starter, if Tyree Phillips will be the starter, if Ben Powers will be the starter. Um, but Brent Cleveland's got an opportunity, uh, I would say, with a strong game to really lock down that starting spot at left guard. And then uh, lastly, I'm just looking at the roster players. So the roster bubble players, uh, who's on the bubble? Uh, who is looking good? Who's not looking good? Uh, Miles Boykin, who's played a ton the past two seasons, but he's been hurt uh, this training camp. He hasn't played for a while. Him and Hollywood Brown are close to coming back, but they haven't even practiced yet. So is Miles Boykin even going to play Saturday night? Uh, if he is, can he make an impact? But his uh, his status on the team is definitely up in the air. Uh, Jalen Ferguson is a guy, uh, third-round draft pick a couple years ago. The Ravens don't like cutting early draft picks this early in their careers, but Jalen Ferguson is pretty far down on the depth chart. So he needs to make an impact. He's been pretty active. He's been playing hard. But, um, again, he's just down there on the depth chart and needs to make uh, make his name known. Uh, Justice Hill, we talked about the Ravens' uh, third running back spot on the roster. He's been hurt again as well. Can he come back? Can he perform? Can he earn a spot? He is active on special teams when healthy. So I could see that one going either way. But he's someone I'll be keeping my eye on. And then Ben Powers. Uh, someone definitely on the roster bubble, I would say. He did start a handful of games last year at right guard, but with Kevin Zeitler coming in to play right guard, he's now uh, filled that spot. So does Ben Powers have a future at left guard? He even played some tackle in the preseason game versus the Panthers. So I'll be keeping my eyes on Ben Powers as someone who, uh, again, was a starter last year, but his spot is up for grabs this year. And then just Tyson Williams, be watching for him again. He's had two great preseason games. Can he make it a third? And can he really just make John Harbaugh and the rest of the Raven staff uh, have to make a tough decision in whether to keep him uh, as the third r- running back for the team or leave that up to Justice Hill or maybe carry both. But um, obviously the Ravens love to be efficient. They don't want to carry more guys than they need to. So those are just a few things that I'll be watching for Saturday night. All right, so to end our episode this week, 
what I wanted to do was take a look at the Ravens schedule and offer my predictions as to what the Ravens will be doing in each game and an overall outlook for the team. So week one, Monday night versus the Las Vegas Raiders. It will be an interesting game in that it's the first game that the Raiders will have fans in their new stadium. So they're going to be fired up, but uh, I don't see the Ravens losing this game to Derek Carr and the Raiders. Uh, One thing that I was thinking about for the Ravens opening game, three straight years, the Ravens have blown out their opponent week one. Uh, Go back to 2018, it was the Buffalo Bills uh, in a game that just poured rain all day long. Uh, 2019 was the 59-10 win down in Miami versus the Dolphins. And then last year, the Ravens beat the Brakes off Cleveland uh, 38-6, I believe. So three years in a row, the Ravens have just dominated week one, and uh, I don't see that changing. Might not be quite a dominant uh, victory like those games, but I see the Ravens uh, winning pretty comfortably. Uh, Week two, uh, the Chiefs come to town for a Sunday night game. Uh, the Ravens played the Chiefs last year on Monday Night Football with limited fans, or it was maybe even just fans from uh, family family uh, members of the players. Uh, this year, it should be a full crowd at M&T Bank, and Ravens fans are going to be fired up uh, for that game. Unfortunately, I don't see this going the Ravens' way. It pains me to say this, but I just think uh, with no Rashad Bateman, a couple guys um, potentially just you know a little bit rusty coming into the season on the offensive line, um, I don't see the Ravens beating the Chiefs in week two, but that doesn't mean when it counts in the postseason, things won't be different. But I see the Ravens getting off to a one and one start after those two games. Then the Ravens travel to Detroit to play the Lions in week three. Uh, I do see the Ravens getting a win uh, versus Detroit. Uh, Jared Goff comes in, Matthew Stafford is out, and uh, I just don't think the uh, the Lions can really keep up with the Ravens. Uh, week four, the Ravens travel to Denver, and this is another game uh, I just see talent-wise. Uh, the Broncos are just a little bit overmatched. Whether they're starting uh, Teddy Bridgewater or Drew Locke, a quarterback, remains to be seen. But again, um, I just think talent-wise, the Ravens uh, should have not too many problems beating the Broncos. Uh, so wins over the Lions and Broncos would put the Ravens at 3-1, and one, uh, heading into a Monday Night Football game versus the Colts. Um, it's actually a home Monday night football game, which does not happen very often uh, at all. They did have the Chiefs game last year, but before that, it had been like 10 straight games the Ravens have played on the road on Monday night football. So it would be nice to see again just a rock in M&T Bank and Stadium. And um, I see the Colts as a pretty... Pretty strong opponent this year, especially if Carson Wentz will be back and healthy, which it seems like he will be by that time. So um, I see this being a, you know, a good competitive game, but I think behind the Ravens' uh, home crowd that they uh, they get the win versus the Colts uh, to put them at uh, – that would be 4-1 and one heading into week six uh, versus the Chargers. Uh, the Los Angeles Chargers come to town, and uh, this is a game I could see the Ravens getting tripped up. So I'm going to say the Chargers and Justin Herbert – uh, beat the Ravens, come to Baltimore, and uh, give give them a loss. I'm really high on Justin Herbert, uh, just on in fantasy wise. Just a little nugget. Uh, I think he is incredibly, uh, incredibly talented. And uh, I'll say the Ravens take the loss versus the Chargers. And then uh, week seven, they play the Bengals uh, at home. I see this as a nice bounce back uh, game for the Ravens before they head into their bye. 
Um, Joe Burrow obviously showed what he can do last year. Uh, he's going to be coming off an ACL injury this year, so he's going to have to prove that yeah, he's healthy and ready to play. And uh, I do think that, again, he's a solid quarterback, but I don't see um, the Bengals doing enough to beat the Ravens in that Week 7 game. So uh, that would be... Five and two heading into our week eight bye, off to a pretty solid start. Uh, coming out of the bye, uh, the Ravens take on the Vikings at home. Uh, I see that as a win on the Vikings. You never know with them. I mean, they have a, a, a talented roster. Kirk Cousins is always solid. Uh, Dalvin Cook, one of the best running backs in the NFL. Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, just two stud wide receivers. But for some reason, it just seems like consistency um, is not something that uh, remains with the Vikings. So you never know what you're going to get. Could be a, a shootout, could be a good game. But I see the Ravens uh, being able to handle the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, week 10, the Ravens travel down to Miami to play a Thursday night game. And um, I see the Ravens winning this game. The Dolphins uh, were an improved team last year and could take another step forward uh, with Tua at quarterback. Uh, should improve upon his rookie season. And um, they're kind of a sleeper team in the AFC, but I see the Ravens being able to handle the Dolphins. Uh, week 11, uh, the Ravens will travel to Chicago, a place where they haven't played in a handful of years. Uh, I see the Ravens being able to take take on the Bears. Um, remains to be seen who will be starting a quarterback at that time. My guess would be Justin Fields, as he's been pretty impressive so far. I'm thinking Andy Dalton won't last too long as a starter uh, in Chicago. But I see the Ravens um, taking on and beating the Bears in what could be a really exciting quarterback matchup between Lamar Jackson and Justin Fields. Uh, week 12, uh, the week after Thanksgiving, uh, huge, huge game versus the Cleveland Browns. It's going to be a Sunday night home game. Uh, so again, M&T will be rocking. And uh, again, I don't see the Ravens losing in front of that crowd. Uh, the Ravens uh, played again 38 to six in the opener last year against the Browns, and then they beat them in the crazy like 45, 42, whatever it was in that Monday night game last year. Uh, so the Ravens were two and zero against Cleveland, and I just see the Ravens um, just stacking up and matching up really well against the Browns. So I see that as another win, which would make it. Uh, five in a row with wins over the Bengals, the Vikings, the Dolphins, the Bears, and the Browns. Um, obviously, the Browns are a solid team, but those four teams before them, a little bit softer part in the schedule, so it would be important for the Ravens to stack some wins uh, heading into December and potentially fighting to win the division. So after that first Cleveland game, uh, the Ravens travel to Pittsburgh, uh, Sunday, 425 game. Um, I see the Ravens winning streak maybe coming to an end here. The Ravens typically uh, will split with Pittsburgh, if I had to guess, in many, many years. Obviously, uh, we get the better of them. They get the better of us uh, occasionally. But um, I see the Ravens maybe getting tripped up here. They've won five in a row. They have to travel uh, to Pittsburgh, uh, coming off an emotionally, hopefully, winning uh, atmosphere versus the, versus the Browns. So I see the Ravens uh, winning streak coming to an end. And then interesting part of the schedule here, after that Pittsburgh game, uh, the Ravens travel to Cleveland. So play the Browns twice in three weeks, and the Browns actually have a bye in between their game where the Ravens will have to play the Steelers. The Browns will be on a bye. So I just think that does not set up very well for the Ravens. I think they would maybe lose that game, put some on a two-game losing streak. But again, just the circumstances are pretty difficult there with a three-game stretch versus the Browns, versus the Steelers, and versus the Browns again. 
Um, after that game, week 15, the Ravens play the Packers. Um, was always thinking about this game this offseason when we didn't know what Aaron Rodgers would be doing. was kind of hoping he would not be on the Packers just because I knew they were on the Ravens' schedule, but that's all right. Um, we don't get the opportunity to see him play versus the Ravens very often, so it'll be a great quarterback matchup, Lamar Jackson versus Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I see the Ravens winning this game in a close one. Uh, they don't want to lose three straight this late in the season, so I see a win uh, versus the Packers. And then... The final three games of the season uh, versus the Bengals the day after Christmas. They travel to Cincinnati. Uh, again, I see the Bengals improve this year, but don't see them strong enough to uh, beat the Ravens when it counts. Uh, week 17 will be uh, the Ravens facing the Los Angeles Rams. Um, could be a tough game with Matthew, Matthew Stafford uh, in his first year with Los Angeles in Sean McVay's system. So I'll say the Rams trip up the Ravens uh, late in the regular season here and uh, beat the Ravens, come to Baltimore and beat them. And then the Ravens end the season uh, versus Pittsburgh at home. Uh, I have Pittsburgh beating us in Pittsburgh, and I'll say the Ravens beat the Pittsburgh Steelers in Baltimore. Um, they're going to split in this season, go one and one against the Steelers. So with that said, that puts the Ravens at 12-5. and five. I would feel pretty strong about a 12-5 and five season. Uh, I, to me, that's probably going to mean you're division champs. I don't think the Browns are quite 12-5 um, and five worthy. The Steelers, you know, maybe they have a solid year as well. But I think 12-5 and five would win the division, uh, would take the division back over from the Steelers last year. So um, just my prediction. Let me know what you guys think. Um, but that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Raven Up podcast. If you're not already, be sure to follow us on Twitter at RavenUpPod. Let me know what you guys want to hear about. And be sure to subscribe to the podcast. But, guys, just remember, we are another week closer to the regular season. Another week closer to regular season football actually meaning something. Just keep that in mind, and let's go Ravens. <music>